Well, the Tigers picked up Arizona State quarterback transfer Jaden Daniels. We officially have a quarterback competition on our hands in Baton Rouge. What is LSU getting in Jaden Daniels, and what will this quarterback competition look like as spring football unfolds? We'll get into all of that, plus a little bit of a weekend roundup. We had basketball, women's basketball, baseball, LSU baseball with a three-game tournament in Houston. We'll break all of that down. All of that and more on today's edition of Locked on LSU. You are Locked on LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And this episode of Locked on LSU is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups that you choose. So sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. I am Caroline Fenton. I'm your host as I am every day. I'm an LSU alum. LSU fan. I am now a sports talk radio host at 1025 The Game in Nashville, Tennessee. So like I said, big news on the LSU football front. The Tigers have themselves a new quarterback, and there's now a bona fide quarterback competition at LSU. A former Arizona State quarterback, Jaden Daniels, has committed to play at LSU as a grad transfer. Now, who exactly is Jaden Daniels? What exactly is LSU getting? in this transfer. So coming out of high school, he was the number one dual threat quarterback prospect in the 2019 class. And during his three seasons at Arizona State, as the starter, he started his freshman year and all the way through his his remaining three years at Arizona State. He threw for 6,025 yards, 32 touchdowns in his three seasons. Also keep in mind that 2020 was an abbreviated season for the Pac-12. He only played four games in 2020. So those stats, although it technically is three seasons, those stats are going to be just a little bit skewed since he did only play four games in 2020 in an abbreviated season for Arizona State. But in 2021, his most recent season, had a 65% completion rate, threw for 2,381 yards, 10 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions, also added 710 rushing yards and six touchdowns on the ground in the 2021 season. So just on, based on those stats alone, and I'm not going to sit up here and act like I watched every single Arizona State football game. I'm not going to sit up here and act like I'm some sort of Sun Devils expert because I am not. And I hate being kind of a, a box score warrior and just looking at the stats alone. You know, I've done my due diligence. I've watched enough highlights and I've watched enough of Jaden Daniels since he's decided to come to LSU that I feel like I have a pretty good grasp um, on what he is at the surface level. But just looking at his stats alone, there are a few things that really stand out to me. First and foremost, he is a dual threat. But does he rely too much on his legs? Now, being a dual threat quarterback in this day and age in college football, it's almost a requirement for a quarterback these days. I mean, having a big arm absolutely is first and foremost of utmost importance. However, if you can't get it done with your legs, if you can't rely on your legs as well, you're going to, in this day and age, it's going to be difficult. And Mike Denbrock mentioned, and we'll get into a little bit more of exactly what he wants this offense to look like, look like Mike Denbrock, LSU's new offensive coordinator, what he wants this offense to look like. We'll get into that coming up next. However, 
he wants to have a dual threat offense. He wants to have a dynamic offense that doesn't just get it done in the air, but also gets it done on the ground. And I think that's incredibly important that Jaden Daniels is able to do that. And he's able to do it very well. But does he rely too much on his legs? I'll break this down. In 2020, Arizona State went two and two in their four games. Okay. I didn't want to look too much into that season because it was such a weird, freaky season. But in the two games that Arizona State did win, the two games that he started all four games, he didn't throw more than 15 times. He had 11 attempts in their win against Arizona and 15 passing attempts against Oregon State. Now, he's a very strong arm. He can launch it very deep. But is accuracy an issue? When the first look isn't great, does he immediately defer to his legs? That's a little bit of a red flag to me and that Arizona State found most of its success, at least in the 2020 season, when Jaden Daniels doesn't throw the ball too much. Why is that? Now, like Denbrock mentions that he wants to have a dynamic offense. That means that he wants to have a quarterback that can launch it deep. He wants to have a quarterback that is able to throw it. He wants to have a quarterback that has the ability to read defenses and is able to adjust. If the first read isn't there, then what's plan B? What Jaden Daniels stats and breaking down, you know, his, his running versus his passing in 2020, at least when he didn't throw the ball very often is when Arizona state had their most success. So that's one of a little bit of a red flag for, for me. So moving forward, as we break down a little bit more of this, you know, this quarterback competition that's going on in Baton Rouge, what I'm going to look for is his confidence in the pocket and his accuracy. Those are going to be two things because what, what a running quarterback says to me was one of two things. Either he doesn't get a great read and he defers to his legs. Either he doesn't, he's not incredibly confident sitting back in the pocket. That could be one thing. Or it could be he's just a really, really good runner. Or he didn't have the skilled receivers that he would need to complement his arm. That's a few of It's one of a few things. It could be a combination of both. But that's what I'm going to be looking for moving forward. Another thing that I've been looking for moving forward is his drop-off from 2019 to 2021. Now, in 2019, Jaden Daniels was the most touted quarterback in the Pac-12, 100%. As a true freshman, he completed 60% of his passes, had nearly 3,000 yards, 17 touchdowns, and two interceptions. And of course, in 2019, all of us LSU fans were a little bit preoccupied of what was going on in our own backyard. Uh, But what was going on in the the Pac-12 was that Jaden Daniels was absolutely lighting it up as a true freshman. 17 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, to me, that shows accuracy, that shows confidence, And then in 2021, we see just as many interceptions as touchdown passes thrown, 10 touchdown passes and 10 interceptions. Now, what is that drop off from? They had a change in offensive coordinator after the 2019 season. Was it that? Was it adjusting to a new offensive scheme? Was it an offensive scheme that wasn't complementing his skill set? I don't know. Was it natural regression? I have a really hard time believing that an 18, 19 year old quarterback, his freshman year of college takes that big of a step back from his freshman year to his junior year after development, after strength training. But I do have to, I have to look at it and think, is it natural regression? 
Um, was he in an offense that complemented him better in 2019 than it was in 2021? That's another thing that I'm going to look at is what was the change there? What change, what made him so incredibly accurate in 2019 that made him so shaky in 2021? Those are all things that I'll be looking at. But Jaden Daniels, a bona fide dual threat. Great to have another quarterback on board. A little bit of a quarterback competition because going into this year, I thought Miles Brown all the way. He had the most. He had the most experience. But now we've got two experienced quarterbacks and two really talented young guys coming in as well. So a bona fide quarterback competition going on in Baton Rouge. But coming up next. What does the spring have in store for the quarterback position? What does it look like? Miles Brennan versus Jaden Daniels versus Garrett Nussmeyer versus Walker Howard. They've got four talented quarterbacks in that quarterback room. What is the spring going to look like? We'll get into that coming up next. But before we do that, remember that even though there are no football games to bet on right now, basketball is in full steam, both for pro and college hoops. So from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is only a few weeks away, which means that you need to start thinking now about where you are going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going to go with the usual? Are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here, and we are running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick X, both really fun in their own way. You got to check them out there. I like switching things up a bit. Plus, they have options to edit scoring, and they offer more intel to make your picks. All stuff that you won't find at ESPN or CBS or any of the brackets that you probably usually use. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness magic and play alongside your employees and even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups that you will ever find. So clearly, we believe in Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cash prize, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. And our pure madness, that's code pure madness, one word, at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That is runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. Thanks for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. Now make sure to check out Locked on Bracket Breakdown on March 14th right here on Locked on LSU podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy and Andy Patton and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. So like I said, the quarterback competition is heating up. Jaden Daniels transferring into LSU from Arizona State, a grad transfer from Arizona State who started all three of his seasons with the Sun Devils. Competing with Miles Brennan, redshirt freshman Garrett Nussmeyer, and true freshman Walker Howard for the starting quarterback position. So the big question here is who is starting under center in the fall? Like I said, I thought going into this, this time last week, I thought that Miles Brennan was going to be the starter. And I understood that Garrett Nussmeyer and Walker Howard would provide a little bit of a quarterback competition. You know, the redshirt freshman that kind of proved himself 
and Walker Howard, the big splash recruit that LSU was able to get this offseason. But I thought just based off of experience alone that Miles Brennan was the most likely one to get the starting nod. Now with Jaden Daniels coming in, things are shaking up a bit. You look at Jaden Daniels, who has started the past three seasons. Miles Brennan has not started in a collegiate football game since October of 2020. Jaden Daniels proved himself in his freshman year and took a little bit of a step back in 2020 and 2021. 17 touchdowns and two interceptions in 2019 as a freshman. 10 touchdowns, 10 interceptions as a junior in 2021. And you look at Miles Brennan, albeit he hasn't played since October of 2020, and those few games that he did play, I mean, he looked like Joe Burrow Jr. Throwing for 350, 380, 400 plus yards in those games. He was incredibly accurate. He had one heck of an arm in those four games. Four, five, three, four. A few games that he played in 2020 before leaving with an injury. Now, it's going to be very, very interesting to see how things play out. Now, are we are we overlooking Garrett Nussmeyer and Walker Howard? Do those two have things, albeit they don't have experience, starting experience in college, do they have something else that's invaluable that they can bring to the table that may overlook the experience of Jaden Daniels and Miles Brennan? It's going to be really interesting to see. But I kind of balance these two different things. And I'll, I'll focus on Jaden Daniels and uh, and Miles Brandon because, in my opinion, those are the two most likely starters. So I'll, I'll focus on them. And I, I don't mean to overlook Garrett Nussmeyer and Walker Howard at this time, but I'll just focus on Miles Brandon and Jaden Daniels. Two players who technically came out of the transfer portal, Miles Brandon entering the transfer portal and deciding to return to LSU. I didn't think that Miles Brennan would return to LSU unless he saw something attractive in the program, unless he believed in what Brian Kelly's administration was going to bring into this team. Now, Miles Brennan's already been beaten out for the starting job once with Joe Burrow, and that I understood. Joe Burrow was older, Joe Burrow was a grad transfer, um, and Joe Burrow just looked better than Miles Brennan in the, in the beginning. Miles Brennan was small. Miles Brennan needed to put on some weight. I understood that. And to me... That was when Strowborough leaves, Miles Brennan takes the reins. That's what happened. And Miles Brennan went down with injury both in 2020 and in 2021. And then I look at Jaden Daniels, who was red hot, who was a huge household name, at least on the West Coast, his freshman year. So I had to believe that he kind of could have had the pick of the draw in where he wanted to go. And any team that was interested in adding depth to the quarterback position, which how many teams are there that aren't looking for depth at the quarterback position? He really could have gone really any place he wanted to go, I have to assume. But he came to LSU. And I don't think that he came to LSU to sit on the bench. I mean, his days are numbered. He wants to go to the NFL. He wants playing time. He wants to put stats up. I don't think he would come to LSU to sit on the bench. I don't think that he would come to LSU to be Miles Brennan's backup. And I don't think that Miles Brennan would return to LSU to sit on the bench and view backup. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see how things play out here. But I look at Jaden Daniels, for example. Where did Mike Denbrock come from? He came from Cincinnati. Where? What did Cincinnati's quarterback look like? Desmond Ritter. Dual threat quarterback. We saw Desmond Ritter at the NFL Combine this past week. He ran a 4540. I mean, the dude is moving. Desmond Ritter is a bona fide dual threat. Desmond Ritter can get it done on the ground, and he can also get it done, done in the air. Desmond Ritter's got a heck of an arm. What did I say about Jaden Daniels in this past segment? 
Jaden Daniels got has got a heck of an arm and can, can get it done on the ground as well. So I have to think that Mike Denbrock looks at Jaden Daniels and says, this could be, you know, my dual threat 2.0. I was able to go into Cincinnati and I was able to develop Desmond Ritter into potentially a first round pick. I was able to develop Desmond Ritter to carry that Cincinnati team to the college football playoff, something that was unprecedented in, for a group of five team. Mike Denbrock may look at Jaden Daniels and say, this is my next product. This is my next project. This is my next developmental quarterback. Albeit Jaden Daniels probably has is coming into LSU with a lot more development than Desmond Ritter was at Cincinnati. So Mike Denbrock might say, hey, look what I was able to do with this quarter who may have been a few steps behind Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels could be more of a complete product than Desmond Ritter was at Cincinnati. If they were able to go to the college football playoff with Desmond Ritter and with his development at Cincinnati, what can the Tigers do with Jaden Daniels that has a little bit more development and a little bit more experience behind him? Daniels has started the last three years. He's not coming into LSU to be a backup. Miles Brennan didn't return to LSU to be a backup. I mean, Miles Brennan is a like certified starter in the SEC. He could have gone somewhere else. I do wonder how Brian Kelly and Mike Denbrock currently view the skill set of both of these quarterbacks. And I do wonder how they think each of those quarterbacks can help this team. This is Mike Denbrock and what his offense, offensive philosophy and what he wants his offensive scheme to look like at LSU this year. I would describe it at this very moment in time as a work in progress. Um, we certainly, I mean, you've watched uh, Notre Dame football. Um, those of you who have had an opportunity to watch some of the things that we did at Cincinnati, um, you know, there is a base of what we will be. We're going to be a team that uh, plays physically tough, um, is going to run the football with effectiveness, um, is going to have the ability to stretch the field vertically and create explosive plays. Uh, whether that's in the run or the pass game. Uh, and we're going to have a, a workable drop-back game where we can uh, make sure that if we get into situations where we've got to throw the football, we throw it effectively and efficiently. So pretty standard there. We want to throw the football effectively and efficiently. We want to be able to throw the ball, and we also want a quarterback that's able to rush the ball as well. But what he did mention that stands out to me is that this offense is a work in progress. One of my biggest takeaways from the offensive and defensive press conferences last week was that Brian Kelly and Mike Dunbrock and Matt House, defensive coordinator, they are all totally open to what this team is going to look like because they don't know these players. They're getting so many players out of the transfer portal. This is a new coaching administration that's coming in. They don't know the skill set that they have. They don't know what this scheme can be because they don't know what players they have. So that's what we'll develop throughout spring ball, throughout summer ball is what, what is our skill set? What are our strengths and what are our weaknesses? And we'll develop an offense and a defense off of that. Again, Brock says that this is, this offense is a work in progress. They don't have their mind made up. They don't know if this is going to be a Jaden Daniels dual threat team. They don't know if this is going to be a miles Brennan drop back deep ball, very pass heavy offense. It's kind of exciting to unfold. Now I'm going to focus on Jaden Daniels and Miles Brennan most likely the most throughout this offseason, but that does not go to say that Garrett, that Garrett Nussmeyer and Walker Howard will not be a, um, a contributing factor as well. Because what did Mike Denbrock say? It's a work in progress. 
and they've got to learn their players and they've got to learn how this game can fit their skill set. Now, coming up next, got a little bit of a weekend roundup, had a ton of LSU sporting events over the weekend. So we'll do a quick recap of those. And coming up tomorrow, I do want to do a little bit more of a recap into LSU baseball and what their weekend looked like. Um, But we'll get into a little bit of that. We'll kind of skim the initial takeaways from LSU baseball, basketball, women's basketball as well. But before we do that, March Madness is coming up. And it's this time of the season that kind of getting my bracket together, getting, you know, a pool together. And this year, I'm hedging my bets with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Now, Stat Heroes NCAA Single Game Pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. So take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage because whenever I make a bracket, it's almost instantly busted after the very first games of March Madness. But start focusing on the players you know best for the gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or crazy funky prop bets. Stat Hero Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups that you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what daily fantasy is meant to be. So with Stat Hero in the SEC tournament this year, Scottie Pippen and the Vanderbilt Commodores play against Georgia on Wednesday in the SEC tournament. So if you want to use Stat Hero to kind of pit against your friends and to play against your friends in the SEC tournament, I'm picking Scotty Pippen because albeit I don't necessarily believe in the Vanderbilt Commodores taking too much of a, a run in the SEC tournament. Scotty Pippen leading SEC score this season. And I think Scotty Pippen is going to have himself a field day against this Georgia defense that's ranked last in the SEC. So I'm picking Scotty Pippen for the SEC tournament. And as we get deeper into March Madness, I'll also pick out some SEC players as well. But you can send it for free at stathero.com slash locked on and promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. So it's like this time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions. Journaling every day doesn't seem so fun. I no longer feel like I have time to work out every day. But this year is different because I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Try the puffs if you haven't tried them already. They're, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars if you haven't tried the puffs. They're the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. The yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate. And shockingly, they're low calorie and they're high protein. So replace your candy bars with these. They're better and they're better for you. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. But if you go to the macros chart on Built.com, you'll be blown away at just how healthy Built Bars are. They're high in protein, they're low in calorie, high in fiber, low carbs. Plus, they only have like 130 calories, only four grams of net sugar, 
only four net carbs and 17 grams of protein. So they will keep you full all day long. Plus, you don't have to sacrifice taste. They have mint brownie flavor, coconut flavor, coconut almond, all new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Yum. It tastes just like an Oreo. They're delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. At Bilt Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and they pack in all that good stuff to make it healthy. I don't know how they do it, but they do it every single time. So go to Bilt.com and use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Now, a little bit of a weekend roundup for y'all. LSU basketball beating Alabama in overtime 80-77 on Saturday. Some of my, my biggest playmakers for LSU basketball, first and foremost, Brandon Murray. I mean, he just scores. That's what he does. He balls and he makes buckets, and it's just that simple. And we finished the game with 17 points and was clutch on defense in overtime, had a few solid blocks in there. He, and he, I love that Brandon Murray is able to get up to the net and make really physical defensive plays. He's not afraid to get up around the net, play solid defense. Brandon Murray had himself a game. And Darius Days, just this entire season, has continued to prove himself as a reliable and consistent scorer for this team. He was so clutch in the final minutes of regulation, dug the Tigers out of a tie at 70 in the final minutes of regulation, kept them afloat in overtime, finished the game with 24 points, a really solid game for, unfortunately, what is his final regular season game with the Tigers. So sad to see Darius Days go, but has had himself a season and definitely had himself a game against Alabama. And obviously, Tari Eason, who always shows up in the box score, he finished the day with 20 points and nine rebounds for the Tigers. So that win over Alabama clinched the five seed in the SEC tournament, which is tough. They weren't able to secure a top four spot that would give them a double bye, but they should have a fairly easy matchup in the second round. They'll either play the winner of the first round matchup between Missouri, the 12 seed, and Ole Miss, the 13 seed. Now, although Ole Miss gave LSU a little bit of trouble in the regular season, a win here would send them to face number four seed Arkansas. So as long as LSU is able to get their job done against either Missouri or Ole Miss, they'll really get into the nitty-gritty and some of the, the better talent in the SEC tournament. And I absolutely see LSU as a team that's able to make a run in the SEC tournament. So a win over Alabama secures the five seed for the Tigers. Going into the SEC tournament, they've got a bye in the first round and will face either Missouri or Ole Miss, the 12 and 13 seeds respectively, in the second round there. Also, a Women's SEC tournament was this weekend and a really rough upset loss from the LSU women's basketball team, the number two seed in the women's SEC tournament by Kentucky. Now, Kentucky ended up winning it all, which I would not have expected. But LSU lost 78 to 63. Kind of a tough loss to the number seven seed Kentucky in the quarterfinals on Friday night. Kayla Pointer had a big game. Another person who always continues to prove themselves as a bona fide scorer. She had 27 points, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, Kentucky had a double-digit lead early on, maintained it throughout a majority of the second half. Kentucky was hitting 62% of their threes, 55% of the, from the field, and LSU in the first half shot just 33%. So you're not going to win that way, and I don't care how what seed you are, and I don't care how good you were in the regular season. When you're only shooting a third of your shots in the first half, it's going to be really, really hard to dig yourself out of that hole. So tough loss for LSU in the SEC tournament, but the best has yet to come for the LSU women's team. So looking forward to what they can do in the postseason moving forward. 
Also, LSU baseball at the Shriners Hospital Tournament in Houston at Minute Maid Park. Went one and two on the weekend. Beat Oklahoma in extras on Friday night. A nice walk-off home run by Jordan Thompson to get the 5-4 win against the Sooners on Friday night. And then all of those late-night Friday heroics all kind of went downhill. 6-1 loss to the number number one-ranked team in the country in Texas on Saturday. And I thought, okay, this is the best team in the country. Albeit, I'd like to see LSU play a little bit better. If they want to be one of the best teams in the country, you're going to have to compete against the best teams in the country. I thought, all right, shake it off. Shake off a a a loss, excuse me, against Texas. And they didn't quite do that. LSU lost to Baylor last night, 9-6. And it was a meltdown late in the game. Error after error after error. LSU committed nine errors across that three-game streak in Houston. I mean, this team's got a great offense, and they've proved time and time again that they have got certified sluggers on this team. I mean, they can put up some points now, but it's just not enough whenever you commit so many errors. And when you're playing a team like Texas or some of these teams that are the best in the country, you can't make mistakes like that. You cannot make mistakes like that. Now, LSU has a chance to bounce back. They will return back to Outbox tomorrow, Tuesday, against McNeese. So we'll see if that sloppy offense that has been costing them games in the – excuse me, the sloppy defense that's been costing them games in the past. We'll see if that is able to to take a little bit of a bounce back in this midweek game against McNeese. But that is going to do it for me today. Coming up tomorrow – We'll do a little bit of a preview for that LC baseball game. We'll do a little bit more of an in-depth breakdown. Also, later in the week, we will be joined by Richie Bradshaw, host of Locked on Sun Devils, who will give us his perception of Jaden Daniels and what exactly LSU is getting in their new transfer quarterback. So all of that to look forward to coming up this week. But I appreciate y'all for making Locked on LSU your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.